Talk with Mr. B. Hey, hey, hello again and welcome. This is Mr. B on Free Talk with Mr. B. Our guest today is reminding us that what we don't know we need to know. And we want to take you completely on a journey into diabetes, what to know and where to find out what you need to know. Okay, are we together now? Hey, yes. Hi, hi. Good afternoon and welcome to Free Talk with Mr. B. How are you? I'm pretty good today. Thank you. How are you doing? Very good. Very good. And my daddy, Paul? Your daddy, I think, is in the garage at the moment. I'll have to go find him when you're ready for him. No problem. (laughs) Uh, I look forward to talking to him. It's been a long time, too. I know you do. Right. You can make mine really short and then talk to Dad all you want to. Uh, right, right, right. But you have something quite interesting. You you told me you were going to talk about it, and, and it's um, like a medical situation. Uh, but first, about you. Um, tell me a little bit about you, that you, if you're comfortable. Um. I'm 64 years old. I grew up in Kentucky, lived here for 52 years, and met your daddy online. And we married, and it's been very happy union for several years. All right. And give me a name, the name of our barker. Pardon? And if I'm hearing the dog, I say, what's the name of the dog? Oh, dog. the dog's name is Max. Oh, great, good, good. good. Uh, we'll tell Max, Max, you're on a podcast. Yes, he's a boxer. He's a lovely man. It's pretty cool. We need all of those comforts and every comfort we can get. So the um, part of our family. For sure, for sure. Um, I'm sure our listeners does not know why I call your husband daddy, because he has <laughs> been a wonderful mentor for me many years. So I look forward to talking with him too and introducing him to my world and my listeners. And when you have someone who is a, a wonderful mentor, it's just really nice. I keep up with people for like the rest of my life because they have shared wonderful things with me and help me along the way. Uh, he, he loves you. He really does. I appreciate that very much. And I'm so glad to, that you are in my life also because it's, we need people. We yes. need people to get along. We tell, tell everybody we have another son named St. Louis. <laughs> right. <laughs> now we'll refer to him as Mr. Bay. Would you take your Barty Mac Would you take your bark mask outside? Would you? Okay, we'll go outside and maybe he'll behave better. I'm sorry. Um, It's quite okay. I like real life stuff. Um, Some people like quiet um, studio type settings. But I like to hear the reality of what people deal with and and how they cope and how they put up. And because it's a hundred pounds of reality, believe me. (laughs) Right? And so anything can come up, and yes, you have to deal with a dog, you have to deal with a doorknob, you have to deal with a doorbell. And, <laughs> and then you told me you broke your wrist. I did. I was like, what? No. So yeah, two, two nights ago, I decided to forget that I was 64 and act like I was 25, and I broke my wrist, drove myself to the hospital. So, got my so sorry. My, it's all good. <laughs> All good. Here you are driving with one hand, getting there and just clenching your teeth, trying to hold on to the pain. But it hurts <laughs> bad sometimes. 
I am. It was really fun. The doctor's like, I'll give you a pain shot, man. I'm like, I don't think you better do that. I gotta drop home. Right? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Very interesting. Very. <laughs> and not everyone, um, I guess even, I'll say some young people does not understand what everyone has to deal with. And um, sometimes when we break something, even at a, a, at a young age or older age, I was playing softball at work. And I slid into second base and I never play sports, but every time I try to play sports, I hurt something. I was like, no, I'm not playing sports anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, um, it's funny at my age, at our age, right? we, you know, we still think we're 25. We still think we're young and we try to do things that we could do and it just doesn't work out so well sometimes. Right. But we have to do it, correct? We have to keep right. moving. I don't want my head to decide I'm old. I just, you know, maybe I just need to be more aware. Yes, and we definitely have to be careful, but we can't stop moving. We can't stop doing some of the things we want to do and need to do. And uh, do you really think, like they say, age is just a number? Well, <laughs> age is a number as far as your mind, but your body doesn't agree with that situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do sometimes. I'm trying to convince my body to um, do something. Someone in the podcast was um, asking about eating, and then we says we gotta we have to consume some food. I say yes, but I don't listen to my body exactly when I when it's telling me I'm hungry. For example, I do what I want to do instead of what my body's telling me. So I'm not a very exactly. good listener. Exactly, you have to learn. That's one of the things I learned with all this diabetes uh -huh. thing is you you can train your body to do what it needs to do to take care of itself. A lot of it is habit. Right. And, and once you learn to listen to your body, you can you can manage. And that's one of the things about type two diabetes that interests me. Uh, you can really manipulate your health a lot with the food you eat. Right, so, and again, and that subject is the one that we were going to explore some on, is that um, type two diabetes. I must admit, I did. I do not know enough about it. We know the words for a long time, but not enough about it to to have a good dissertation. They used to believe that type two was chronic and progressive. That's what people are still told when they're diagnosed. But recently, in the last few years, they've come to understand that it's only as chronic and progressive as you allow it to be by your way of eating. Right. So um, it's. Meaning to say it's manageable. Right. If you eat whole foods and keep everything in the calorie range your body needs and um, balance it right on your plate, you can. a lot of us can actually manage without medication. And I've been able to for almost six years now. True. And so what, but, what was most helpful? Just the education of it to understand what it is you're dealing with before you um, managed at it? At the time I was diagnosed, there was not much that they knew. I mean, yes, there was good education available, but there was, they didn't really know. They were just coming to understand that many of us, if we caught it early on, could manage it without medication. Where the thought before was you were always going to require more and more and more medication once you were diagnosed. and. Dr. Roy Hill, I think that's his name, in England, was doing a study, and I happened to find it online. No, yeah. it's Dr. Roy Taylor, and I found that, so edit that out. I had just found that online, and I thought, why not give it a try? So I did what he said as far as calorie restriction for about six weeks, 
and soon had my numbers back down in normal range. And from there, I, I didn't see a dietitian until I was a year into it, which that was something I wanted to do, but I couldn't find anybody. Right. So once I finally started discovering what was around me, then I, I saw the dietitian and she was the final missing piece to the puzzle. She taught me how to use plate method to eat. And I stick with whole foods, dropped 70 pounds in, in 10 and a half months. Um, I had polycystic ovarian disease and nobody seemed to know how to, that you could manage that with diet to a great deal. With, and I'm not saying diet like don't eat, go hungry. I'm saying just how important whole foods are. You know, stay away from the prepackaged things, learn right. to cook, learn to eat correctly. And I was raised Southern, so there was always a lot of fat in our diets right. and very little whole grain. And whole grains are really important. You just, with diabetes, you have to manage them very closely because they'll hold your numbers up too hard too high but i don't avoid any food groups now if so, i want chocolate i eat chocolate i do it in the right service serving size so they say we are what we eat and if exactly <laughs> but hippocrates they, had it right let food <laughs> be your medicine medicine be your food uh -huh. but with a little education you've been fine-tuning it and finessing it and directing your eating to exactly the type of things you're looking to solve i'm hearing right right and, and it's not been hard. I've never had to go hungry. It's just a shift. And, and I say I'm from the South. Well, the South is well known for a lot, lot of grease and fats and unhealthy, unhealthy fats because in earlier years, people ate what was available. And that's what you had. You couldn't go to the store and buy olive oil. Right. You had to make do with what you had on the farm. And so, I don't know, it's just been a real eye-opener to me. Uh, I got really excited about it. I work with an organization called Diabetes What to Know. You can find them on Facebook. We have a support group. It's called Type 2 Diabetes Plate Method Support. Um, uh, Diabetes What to Know has a website, diabeteswhattoknow.com. And we have a lot of tools to help people learn how to eat right, how to manage well, and how to live happily with it. Okay. When you're diagnosed, you feel like your life is over by what the doctors have said to you. And boy, it's not that way at all once you educate yourself. Right. And so I'm going to repeat that. It's diabeteswhattoknow.com. Yes. Okay, yes. very good. Also, we're on Facebook under that name. Okay, very and good. Our, our support group, if people want help, they can come to us. It's type 2 diabetes plate method support on Facebook. Right. And, you know, in today's world, someone from way across the other side of the world, like you're, um, I think the city's Kansas, you said? Pardon? The city that you're in right now. Oh, we're in Bardstown, Kentucky. The, in Kentucky. It's the capital, world capital of, well, it's not whiskey. What do they call it? Bourbon? <laughs> I don't drink. I don't drink, so, <laughs> hey, yeah, bourbon, that's okay, it. Okay, right, right, right. And so you're you're there and I'm in Dubai on the other side of the world and we're doing a podcast talking to each other. So I encourage my listeners to definitely go to diabeteswhattoknow.com. If you're on the other side of the world, you can take a look at it too. And it's there's just no limit nowadays for getting help. Now, I'm curious, as you changed your foods, did it change the, the um, not, did you change the palate? 
What about uh, taste? Because all that southern food you're talking about is very delicious. I knew yeah, it. Yeah,、right. and I don't miss it. I really don't miss it. You know, when I go home at Christmas, there are certain foods that were a part of the holidays always, and I think that's the one time I notice it most. But、yeah. I've learned how to set up my plate to where I get a taste of everything and still keep my blood sugar in control. Okay. And then. Some things that I really love, like I adored bread. I don't care whether I have bread a lot now or not. I eat bread probably four times a week, but it's not a treat to me. It's just okay. I want tuna fish that day or whatever, so I want a sandwich, and I use bread, and I don't even think about it anymore.、Uh, the same with meat. I used to be a heavy meat eater because that's a southern thing. I, I probably meat once or twice. A week, if that much,、mm-hmm. and I don't miss it. So, so, so getting, so getting back to the taste of what you do eat, eat. How do we? Or did you have to compromise taste, or did you were able to no, make the just, meals that enhance the taste that kind of remind you of back home、right. and so on? We we have plenty of recipes that mimic what what I used to eat. Okay, I have a、okay. really good recipe for my grandmother's vegetable soup, which is something I adored. Um, it's not a it's not a thing of denying yourself. It's a matter of learning how to cook healthy and、right. use whole foods when you cook. Now, some people also say, and they say it for other reasons, but I presume they say that、um, the costs is different than what they're accustomed <laughs> to buying. So they're thinking that maybe it's going to be too expensive to manage that kind of a diet. What would you say? Oh no, no, I buy vegetables and fruit in bulk. I use a lot of freezer foods that are pre-frozen. Sometimes the freezer food is actually healthier than than whole food is that's fresh because you have to allow shipping time, so things aren't always picked when they're at peak ripeness because you have to allow for shipping time, so you lose nutrients. Right. So sometimes frozen things are the better nutritional choice because they're flash frozen at peak. Okay. Okay. Right. Right. I heard about that too. Um, and I, with my answer for other things relating to costs,、um, I used to say that it's way cheaper to buy a little bit more expensive or particular foods than to buy medication. So if you can use your food as a medicine, you're compromising costs across the board anyway. What do you say? I say this way of eating. We don't use a lot of meat. I mean, for women, women only need four to six ounces of meat, which includes. Eggs, cheese, and meat. That food group includes those things. So we don't eat a lot of meat on a daily basis. Four、okay. to six ounces for a woman, six to eight ounces for a man. We're getting our protein through our vegetables, through our Greek yogurt,、okay. through a lot of things we eat anyway. So we're getting plenty of protein. So when you shift to not a lot of meat, your grocery bills go way down. Okay. Okay. For a lot of people, meat is the shining star on their plate, and when you when vegetables and fruit are the shining stars on your plate, it's not that expensive. Okay, and and what about the supply of calciums that you need to replenish bone as it's、There、lost? No, your fruits and vegetables and your Greek yogurt they give you plenty of plenty of protein. Beans. Okay. Um, a lot of foods in the vegetable line and and dairy, some dairy. They have more calcium than actually some of the meats do. So, broccoli is a shining star, for instance, with calcium、yeah. and, and protein. And with with mine, I I tend to to get them as fresh as possible after cooking. So I 
just barely steam them or if I, if I dice it or julienne it in a way that my saute is very quickly because I want all my crunches. <laughs> I don't like it to be mushy. And is it still true, you think, as a, or just a wife's tale that it, it keeps the nutrition at that stage as compared to vaporizing it? I don't think you lose a lot of nutrition as long I, I my only thing is I don't cook at really high temperatures. Right. Paul right. won't eat things if they're not cooked all the way. Right. I, he doesn't like the crunch. So <laughs> um I don't think it makes any difference. I mean, yeah, it, I'm I'm sure that if you don't cook a food to death you get more nutrients, but it has it has more to do with how you cook it too. I see and and uh, when you spoke about low temperatures, the first thing came to my mind is when I travel, how my eggs get ruined all the time. Because at home, I cook, oh, yeah. I cook my eggs at a very, very low temperature until it just right. barely coagulates. So yeah. <laughs> I'm picky with my eggs. So I, I end that's up not awesome. having them outside. I want a soft boiled egg. That's the only way he really wants it. Right. Oh, my daddy. <laughs> yeah, you ready? are you ready to talk to Dad? Oh, uh, i just having so much enjoyment talking to you. <laughs> what well, I'm going to ask you, too, before you go and, and before I go and talk to him. The, um, the If you would like to reverse some time and go to your university and you were a guest speaker, I was thinking, what would you tell them about what you know now? I would say I wish I knew this when I was a kid. <laughs> right. I wish I had known this always. And and give them some recommendations to get to know. Um, a dietitian is the best move anybody can make. Yeah, very nice. We may, we probably think about them last, but yet they should have been first because that's the frontline they, medicine they is our, our food. They should. And in the United States, most people don't know that your regional health department, the health department that's over your district the large office, uh -huh. all of those offices have a dietitian and you can take healthy eating classes free. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's usually one that's of those, one of those, and it's like an outpatient function and you know, like the preventive care needs where it costs very little or like you said, free is preventive oh, care. You go in and it's free for everybody. Very nice. And it's just, just so, take advantage of classes. Yeah, it's so important. So important. Well, it was such a pleasure having you on. I mean, I'm totally going to ask you, please, to elaborate on, on some of those uh, subjects to come back and talk to me sometime. Because oh, even me, I just know too little about the diabetes. And I'd like uh, us to you, talk you, about you, that more. You need to talk with Ansley Dalbo, the, the lady who started Diabetes What to Know. Uh -huh. She is a wealth of information and so well connected with everybody. Oh, sometime you interview her. Yeah, because really I'll do that. I'll try and get a hold of her through you on that very subject because it's, it's just really good information we all need to know on how to look at our diet. And as we get um, above 50s and oh, above I, 60s. I forgot to mention, we have a YouTube channel too, Diabetes What to Know. Okay, And it's okay. short informational videos of how to eat, how to manage, and they're very educational and very short and to the point. Good. Diabetes What to Know on YouTube. You just search under mm -hmm. that name, Diabetes What to Know. Right. The Facebook page. Right. And and the group support, which is all of these right. things are very global. Right. Mm -hmm. 
and and I don't think there's any foods you're going to talk about that's not accessible anywhere. Almost all these types of foods are accessible everywhere. And then we will learn more. I managed two support groups online and one is India based. So oh, okay. we cover we cover several countries. Yeah, I plan to be podcasting in India too. I have a, a couple of guys I work with right now who joined me and and so we're going to start distributing over there too. So it's really mm-hmm. really neat because again, we must change something. We have to change and gradually change or change emphatically change as uh, as we get along the way or earlier the better. Mr. B, it's been a joy talking to you. Uh, it's been a pleasure too. Love to... what you're doing with the podcast. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I really appreciate you being on and looking forward to you being on again on Free Talk okay. with Mr. B. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening to Free Talk with Mr. B. Please remember to subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss the next episode.